Hello and welcome to the Authentic Soul Podcast with me, your host, Francie J. I'm a qualified registered nurse, an all-round evidence-based research nerd, free spirit and caring soul. This podcast is for people who know within themselves that there is more to life than they are currently experiencing. It's for the dream seekers, go-getters, curious souls, and of course, just anybody craving connection, inspiration, and loving guidance. I'll be shining light onto all things health, spirituality, mindset, love, education, and so much more. I hope to interview many beautiful souls and bring you closer to your true authentic soul. Let's learn and evolve together. Good evening, everyone. How? I was about to ask, how are you all going? But I suppose, you know, I'm not going to get a reply, but I guess I genuinely want you to reach inside of yourself right now and just honestly listen to how you're feeling and see if there are any ways that you can address how you're feeling. Um, Maybe you're feeling absolutely amazing and that's awesome. But if you're feeling a little bit down, try figure out ways to overcome that. But I'll give a little spiel about how I'm feeling. So I, (laughs) I recorded this podcast early this morning before work and it went really well. Like I put a lot of effort into it and then when I went back to just you know play over it before I um, submitted it or you know uploaded it I realized that my microphone that I connect to my phone wasn't actually plugged in properly so the whole time you couldn't even hear me talking it was just this buzzing irritating noise and Let me tell you, at first, I was so frustrated. I was, oh, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to record it again. I was just like automatically in that negative mindset. So basically, I kind of forced myself out of how I was feeling and I went and did Pilates with my friend. Don't worry, we were 1.5 meters apart and we didn't hug hello, all of that jazz. But I went and did Pilates with my friend who was a Pilates instructor and basically reset my mind, went to work and now I'm back from work and I feel so much more motivated and inspired to (laughs) to do this um to sit down and actually do this I guess I was clouded by frustration (laughs) but you know we all have feelings and emotions that manifest due to certain scenarios but how we react to those emotions and feelings is where your real success lies. So yes, I acknowledged that I was feeling almost 
hard done by and just frustrated. But in a way, I look at it now and it's like I got to do a practice run and I got to kind of think to myself what worked and what didn't. And I also got to add a few little things in that I wouldn't have had in my first recording. Um, And I feel a lot more accomplished. You know, I was able to, even though it's such a small thing, I was able to overcome that little, you know, adverse um, outcome, you know, and by all means, I could have done the all or nothing approach uh, and said, oh, it didn't work. May as well just do not, not record it today. Like I said, I would. Um, because it's not going to be good anyway, you know, get stuck in the, 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 the realm of, of negative thinking, but that is not what we did. We are here for self-development and we are here to share self-development and I am recording. So I did feel frustrated, but I now feel inspired. Um, and yeah, so with how you're feeling and also with how I'm feeling, I suppose uh, at the moment, like we all know what's going on in the world. Um, I'm not going to bring it up. I don't want to feed negative thoughts. Um, and I'm sure you know enough about what's going on with the multitude of, um, media coverings basically but it's it's a strange time (laughs) and you know I my heart reaches out to everyone going through this like we're all going through this together and also I know that everyone's responding in a different way and I just hope that you're okay and if you're not just know that there are ways to make this time uh what's the word make this time um worthwhile that's not the word I'm looking for but you get what I mean productive so now there's another word for it but yeah um, and it's, it's a time for growth. It really is. It's a, it's a, it's a time for growth in so many aspects. Like I'll be honest with you when it first started, like when they first shut down my gym, for instance, and my yoga studio, and I'll be honest with you for the first like three days, I was just so annoyed and I went straight to almost the grieving stage of just being stuck in this negative cycle of thinking horrible things to myself that like, you know, I'm going to lose all of my fitness, I'm going to, my mental health is going to go downhill, Um, I'm going to feel, you know, I'm not going to have the friendships around me I'm going to feel lonely straight away I went to those things and then once I'd had you know that almost grieving period I was like enough is enough Francis time to 
switch the way you're viewing this and look at it in a growth with a growth mindset so you know every one of us has the same amount of time right now and you know whether you're working or not I am working at the moment um, because I am a nurse and a support worker so essential at the moment but just think that this time is a time that you can spend more quality family time you can pick up a hobby that you used to do and you know ran out of time for doing you can focus on your health and fitness there is no excuse as to why you can't work out now you can literally roll out of bed in your pajamas if you want to and go to an exercise circuit outside you can still go for walks you can you know grab a skipping rope and do a few skips you know you have no excuse any anymore to be like oh I don't you know I don't have enough money for a gym membership or I don't have time that's bullshit stop telling yourself that get your shit together do exercise if you can that is totally cool if uh, you're physically unable but just saying call yourself out you're able to do it <laughs> tough love with France for you um but yeah, I've taken the time, you know, my family, my brothers and I, we've literally built like a backyard gym and it's the best because like I'm being so creative about it. I'm reading a lot more. Um, I've been researching a lot more with like topics that I want to talk about. I've also found that my friendships have been blossoming in the sense that, you know, we, in times that we don't usually reach out with text messages and stuff. Well, look, I'll be honest, in my friendship contract, you have to be okay with the fact that I will take three to four business days to look at your message and maybe a few more days to reply. Just because I genuinely, I don't know what it is, but messaging takes up so much of my energy and I have to prioritize what's important for me. And, you know, my phone isn't, you know, my biggest thing is I love putting up Instagram stories because that's in the moment um, with what I'm doing but I will always have to make sure that I'm in the right frame of mind to properly reply to someone because I hate small talk and I hate just replying for the sake of replying I always want to reply properly and my friends know that they understand that they get that but if there's ever an emergency and I'm called I will always you know be there it's just <laughs> when it comes to text messages oh god um but yeah, um, yeah, back to friendships, you know, people are making time to set up, you know, Zoom calls and multiple video chats and, you know, making sure that we're checking in with each other and, you know, doing what we can uh, in this time. And it's, you know, we see that we're all here for each other and we all respect each other and we're grateful for each other. And it's also like a huge community thing. But yeah, so if you're struggling to see, you know, the positives of this situation, just view it as a growth period. You know, when have you had this amount of time to purely focus on yourself or focus on your family as well as yourself? Um, that's That to me is how I'm looking at it now and it's really, really, really helped. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, it's, I'll stop rambling now and actually get to 
this week's topic but um yeah you know I was going back to you know speaking negative thoughts to me to myself and whatnot but that comes back to this week's topic and I've chosen self-sabotage and that is such an interesting topic to me and I'm sure to others and sometimes we are aware of our own self-sabotaging behaviors and sometimes we are not so in this um, podcast I want to be able to define it and explain maybe why we do do it and then also I want to say like there's so many different ways that it manifests because it's so individualized Um, I also want to include you know some neuroscience for scientific evidence and you know because I love being able to back up what I say but also I just love researching because I'm a bit of a nerd (laughs) Um, but then I also want to be able to um, give advice on how to overcome particular self-sabotage thoughts and behaviors and practices and I want to be able to provide some short um, and effective like busting exercises Um, but also I really want to explain to you what my main my main experience is with self-sabotaging and I want to share some hard truths uh, to you and you know I, I may be taken by passion and go on a tangent but I'll try to stick to my notes because I've actually made a lot of notes for this this podcast and um, yeah I I just I really want to get started basically so let's do it Basically, self-sabotage is defined as creating unnecessary problems for oneself and interfering with your own goals. And we all interfere in different ways. So the ways that self-sabotage can manifest um, can be through multiple different forms of eating disorders. Um, that's, you know, you're, you're, you're disrespecting your body basically. And I'll go more into that, but we've also got, um, procrastination is another way that it manifests, um, avoiding important conversations, um, interpersonal conflicts. So that's, you know, listening to thoughts saying you're not worth it and almost giving into it and then we have you know unsafe behaviors like self-medicating so you know taking drugs sometimes too much without medical advice or guidance and then we have binge binge drinking um we have self-imposed limitations so that almost goes back to interpersonal conflict but that's telling yourself what you can and can't do in order to stay comfortable. Um, Another way is that it can show up in relationships. Um, You know, you could be in such a perfect relationship and then you pick fights on things that aren't aren't actually there, you know, false, false problems. And, you know, another way is you could jump, jump to another relationship or, jump ship just stop the relationship before things get serious because 
deep down you don't think that you are worthy of such an amazing relationship um you know it could also be the fact that we quit you know we we think that it's too hard um and we tell ourselves that it's too hard and we quit another one is you you know not showing up to things literally you don't show up to to plans or you don't show up in your own life and there are so many more uh how would you put it um ways that people can manifest you know it's very it's very individualized because people live in different environments they have different stresses and um people respond to their emotions and feelings very differently so people will have different ways and and you know that's all i can really do is 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 offer broad broad um subjects and then hope that you can relate it to whatever self-sabotaging behavior you are currently dealing with and also help you to acknowledge that you have them I suppose the first step to ever overcoming uh, self-sabotaging behaviors is recognizing that you have those patterns and those behaviors and then once you've recognized that then you can act on it um but first before i dive into all of that i'd like to explain to you um the main like my personal experience with self-sabotage um you know i have small ways that i self-sabotage um whether that's procrastinating or hitting snooze and not living up to my expectations or the plans that I set out for that day or basically just yes small things you know lacking lacking with my self-care and and things like that but I want to go deeper than that I don't just want to point that out yeah I will explain to you (laughs) as you can see I haven't figured out how to figure out rustling or edit out rustling but I am currently rustling on my bed I don't know if that was just me but it sounded really bad did not mean it in that way um I'm just gonna stop there um (laughs) But yeah, so I want to be open and honest with you, full transparency, transparency. Um, As stated in my previous podcast episode, we are constantly evolving, which of course is the case for me within the whole self-sabotage realm of things. I'm constantly putting in the work to overcome my self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviors as they have been created over many years of negative habits. I'm working on redirecting those habits into more effective and productive tasks. I'm rewiring the habit patterns in my brain, which we can all do. And I'll go into detail a bit more about, you know, the the neurological um, 
explanation. But don't accept that where you are right now is where you need to stay. You most certainly can redirect habits to move towards your most productive and authentic self. I think for me, the main reason I have self-sabotaged in the past past and to a small degree even now has been because of me not realising my worth. Um, I, have a, I have more of an understanding as to why I need to always... Or, or why I used to always put myself down and to not believe that I'm worthy and capable of great things. And I've done that through lots of self-development and self-awareness work, but I'm slowly realising my worth. We are all worthy, even if you don't believe it right now. I think the number one biggest thing that stands out to me is that I struggled with multiple different eating disorders from about the age of 14. Now, of course... Eating disorders are not just simply self-sabotage behavior. They are a complex phenomenon. But self-sabotage is definitely part of that complexity. Um, At first I had anorexia and I, I remember the exact moment that it all started. I will not go into the small details as it can be quite triggering for for other people listening. And it can also spark a few... Uh, how would you put it, a few challenges for, you know, a competition. I know how the eating disordered brain works, so I'm not going to feed that. But I guess I didn't see the self-sabotage side of my eating disorders. Well, anorexia, definitely not, but others, yes. Um, I'm only realizing now, I guess, I sabotage my personal health in order to feel more beautiful and in control. I thought... The more that I controlled what I ate, um, the more controlled and successful my life would be. In a way, I was correct. Uh, The sense of self-control, which I now realize... uh, Sorry. The sense of self-control that I practiced made me very disciplined in other areas of my life. I just... I had that all-or-nothing approach, which I now realize how detrimental that is. You know, I did everything at 100 miles an hour I didn't rest I was a top athlete musician academic and just driven in general I did all of this on very few calories I beat myself up I would then sabotage myself to make myself believe that I was incapable of great success I would binge eat because my body was just so starved and I and and then I would say that I deserved to feel like crap so I ate crap food I would overdo everything to feel productive and successful but I would just dig myself into the ground. A lot of the time it was it was an avoidance technique because I didn't want to acknowledge how I truly felt within myself. A typical day for me at school was so jam-packed, which of course I'm grateful for all the work I put in, but I was also doing all that stuff so that I was distracted, as I said before, but it was also I knew that I had the potential to self-sabotage and I was also trying to distract myself from further potential self-sabotage. And, you know, I'd rather fill up my time than face the emotions that I needed to face and sort out. I then formed a habit of binge eating after the anorexia because my body was so starved and I also got 
into the habit of hating myself for breaking my anorexic cycle and breaking it with binge eating and then it became a habit because I just didn't feel worthy and I wanted to feel disgusting and I thought that I I thought that I deserved to feel disgusting so I continued with the habit of binge eating and then after that bulimia came and so many other patterns of disordered eating you know I felt it sounds strange, but I felt comfortable amidst the chaos because it was my coping mechanism and I was too scared to make a change. And I was too scared to make a change that could potentially improve my relationship with myself as well as food. And if that isn't self-sabotage, I don't know what is. But I've, you know, I've, I've, I've sabotaged in ways that when I'm beginning to become successful at something, I still... I, I start realizing my potential success and I get scared so I stop um, I'm still working on this um, because I'm still start I'm only just starting to realize that I'm worthy of my success you know I I don't deserve to sabotage myself and neither do you now I could go into more ways that I've sabotaged but I just wanted to be vulnerable so that you can relate to me and know that I've been through it too the way people self-sabotage is individualized, but also quite common amongst multiple different people. You may think that what you do to yourself and think is only done by you, but trust me, many other people do exactly the same thing, maybe just slightly differently. And I think that's why sharing vulnerability can sometimes help others who are going through through similar things um, but in silence so the that's the main thing about how I've self-sabotaged and I, I really do want to do an episode um, purely focused on disordered eating but that needs yeah as I said a whole separate podcast it doesn't really fit in I mean it fits in with this but it deserves to have more time because there is a lot of explanation and help needed in that subject so I want you to think to yourself what areas in your life are you sabotaging you know you may not even realize or have realized up until this point that you are actually the one in the way of your potential success. I want you to be the best version of yourself and, of course, your most authentic soul. <laughs> I'm winking right now, but you can't see because the name of my podcast. <laughs> but I want you to acknowledge that you may have some self-sabotaging behaviours and I then want, once you've acknowledged it, I then want you to be able to pinpoint the triggers, you know, when do you do these things, why do you do these things, what do you think sets it off. Now, with saying this, it happens for so many things, you know. It happens, one of the things is because of deep-rooted habits. If you've constantly 
created a negative cycle and practiced that in your brain, it's going to become so deeply rooted that it just becomes a part of your everyday life. You know, another reason why you self-sabotage is that you have a fear of your own success or even fear of your own failure. You may be feeling that you're undeserving of success, success and happiness. So you have an inadequate level of self-worth. You could be, it could be happening because you're trying to control certain aspects in your life. A big thing is I found is that many people would prefer to control their own failure. So control their own fate rather than being blindsided. So they don't want to go into something, give it their all and believe that they're going to do well and then just get smacked down. They'd rather think and know that they're going to fail. Um, another reason that it happens is you become familiar with the instability. You become comfortable with it. Um, there's also sheer boredom. It could just be not you know, you could be wasting your talents almost and sitting around not really doing anything with it and you get bored and then you start these behaviours. Um, another thing is it happens because of perceived fraudulence. You think that, you know, the more successful you are, the further you, the further you're able to fall. So why would you even try get higher? And another reason that it happens, believe it or not, like I've done so much research on it, but it is genuinely a biological predisposition in whole, all human beings. It's, it's part of evolutionary history. It's, it's a survival method. You know, humans basically have two drives in life, and that is attaining rewards and avoiding threat. So... We tend to prioritize avoiding the threats over attaining rewards. So if something is requiring change in order to grow, your body will then say, well, this is human survival. I'm going to put on the emergency brake and I'm going to keep you comfortable and we're not going through with that. And it's all about learning and, and realizing this behavior and learning how to almost prove that little predisposition and biological predisposition wrong and just acknowledge that it's happening, but, you know, just say politely, um, go away. <laughs> like, you have no purpose here. Like, back in the day, maybe, you know, when, you know, with our great ancestors, we, you know, we had that, those two drives about attaining rewards and avoiding threat because the threats that we had back in the day were very much like we need to run away from a predator otherwise we're going to be killed and eaten now our threats are more so to do with our emotions and our feelings stress um and very personal reasons so it's you know it's, it's very it's very different and we need to be able to prioritize the reward and how we will feel, you know, uh, reaching our goals and reaching our most authentic self over the fact that there are some risks and we'd rather not face them. So, so 
after all, knowledge is power. So number one to get over self-sabotage is understanding what self-sabotage is. So I've explained it. Um, and of course you can do more research to make it more applicable to you, but you know, it's some of our self-sabotage is so subtle that it's so easy to miss. We often recognize to, to even, we often, to recognize how our actions are hurting ourselves. Like, so we need to understand how we personally self-sabotage and then we need to find the habits and as I said you know the habits could be reasons why you know what I've just explained habits could be rooted into all of those things or you know just other habits close to you whether that's um, negative self-talk procrastination perfectionism binge eating binge drinking you know I explained all of that before But basically, breaking a bad habit is ultimately about rewiring your brain. Um, Habits are found in an area of your brain called the basal ganglia. And the more often you perform an action or behave a certain way, the more it gets physically wired into your brain. This adaptive adaptive quality of your brain is known as neuroplasticity. So your brain forms neuronal connections based on what you do repeatedly in your life. So both good and bad. So the more you practice good deeds or good actions, the more your brain is going to be wired to naturally do those things. So every time you act in a certain way, a specific pattern is stimulated and becomes strengthened in your brain. Um, I don't know if any of you have read Incognito by David Eagleman, but a quote that I got from it is he says brains are the brains are in the business of gathering information and steering behavior appropriately it doesn't matter whether consciousness is involved in the decision making and most of the time it's not habits are the brain's internal drivers so very often we do things on autopilot you know have you ever driven somewhere and then got to a destination and not even remember driving there because it's just become such a habit your body just almost knows and your mind just knows where to go and you almost sit there and you're like what just happened like I can't even remember anything I just did I don't know how I got here and that is autopilot and basically in order sometimes to change that autopilot with bad habits you know whether that's every night you come home and you're feeling stressed and the first thing you do is eat a bag of crisps in order to change that behavior you need to have energy to almost deal with why you're feeling stressed but then have added energy to 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 activate a behavioral change you see it's it's a cycle you need to have, you need to put in more activation energy to create that change. One way that I learned to increase that activation energy or, or tap into it is I actually watched um, a TED talk a few weeks ago by Mel Robbins and she stated this this um, rule basically called the five second rule Um, 
And it states that if you let your mind think about something for five seconds, after those five seconds, you know, your dream is basically killed. If you initially think, you know, you've taught yourself to initially think that you should be doing something good for yourself in this moment in time and you've acknowledged that the bad behavior so let's say you're about to uh, for example let's say you've put on you've, you've set an alarm the night before and you've said to yourself that you're going to go for a run the alarm goes off and if you hit snooze you've killed that dream of bettering yourself in the fitness point of view or starting the day off right you've you've killed that dream but if you then realize that it's become a habit and you, you you've acknowledged that it's a habit and you want to change it you then implement the five second rule so every morning when you wake up the first thing that your brain is going to tell you is that you want to be comfortable and you 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 want because it's warm so you do the five second rule you count to five and you have to get up within those five seconds. Otherwise, your brain will convince you that you should stay in bed. So if you have the impulse, stand up straight away, get out of bed. You know, the dream, I found this quote and I actually don't know who it's by, but the dream is free. The hustle is sold separately. You have to change your behaviors so basically once you've realized the self-sabotaging patterns that you have individually then you can find productive ways um, and methods to enable you to not follow through with that self-sabotaging behavior because you know you're going to stop now that you're aware of what you're doing you're going to stop every time you start doing it and you're going to try and rewire your brain and say this is not the way I want to go if I truly value myself here I need to be able to practice some form of method that will help me stop so whether that is you could meditate you know if you're in a, a state of distress and all you feel like doing is downing that bottle of wine or eating that whole pizza or calling up your friend and saying you don't want to show up whatever it may be for you meditate and sit in that feeling but also a big thing is like to do pre-planning so you can do an if then activity so you say to yourself, if dot, dot, dot. So let's say if I have had a bad day and I'm feeling overwhelmed and all I want to do is get happiness from a piece of cake. Then you say, then, and you come up with an activity, then I will run myself a hot bath and I'll sit in my feelings and I'll try figure it out. And if after that bath, or maybe you in other activities like you go hug a loved one but after that bath you still feel like you want to go and eat something sweet or whatever your your heart desires you will find that you will eat less 
than what you originally would have if you were in a state of distress. So create an if or then activity. So if dot dot dot, I want to go get drunk, then you will do this. And the ways I suppose to come up with activities to do for yourself is to focus on your core values. So what are your core values in life? If you're, you keep revisiting them. So if your core values in life are, um, let's say health, um, love, etc., etc., then why would you break down your value and go and take drugs? When obviously your t- one of your top values in life is health. Or why would you break up a relationship for false reasons because it's going well if one of your core values is communication and love? You see what I mean? Like, so just learn what you need to work on and come up with something that suits your values in order to get you out of that. You know, if you're feeling overwhelmed and one of your values is fitness, go for a run or whatever that may be for you. But stick true to your values because when you stick true to your values and you keep coming back to your values, then you can create boundaries for yourself but as well as for others. Another big thing is increasing your self-worth. I've shared that I've struggled with knowing that I am loved and I'm worth it to myself and I think once again I go back to that TED talk by Mel Robbins but she really put out that you know her whole TED talk was called the odds of you and it basically she basically outlined how rare you are to just be here. And she outlined why we must feel that we are amazing and that we are so special because basically the odds of us being born, the odds of us having the parents that we do, the odds of us having the DNA structure that we have is one in 400 trillion. So you're not just fine, you're not just okay, you're not just adequate. You're fantastic and you're so worth loving yourself. You know, you, you have all of these life-changing ideas for a reason. And it's, it's not, you know, these, these ideas and this knowledge that you have, it's not to be used against yourself. You know, use these thoughts to create your ideal reality. You know, we have so many amazing thoughts and ideas in our mind every single day and why should we why should we shut it down another big reason is you know it's all well and good that let's say for an example you want to change your body but if you hate your body it's a lot harder to change it it's like saying oh i know i hate basketball but I'd love to get, I'm going to get better at basketball. 
I, or I hate basketball, I'm going to get better at basketball. Why would you want to get better at something that you hate? It's so different. You're like, I love my body and I want to get better at loving my body. I want to look after it in a healthy way. You, so it's turning, it's turning your thoughts, rewiring your thoughts away from that negative hate mindset to a more love and accepting mindset because you're going to want to change things when you love them. So whether that's the love for your job, the love for your fitness, the love for yourself, it can be done in so many different ways. I could go so much more into this, um, but I suppose in conclusion, it's it's all about you recognizing the potential self-sabotaging behaviors that you have and then finding the underlying triggers or reasons as to why you do this and then implementing methods that are individualized to you and that will work for you and that align with your values in order to overcome it. But I think, you know, the main thing is knowing and being aware of it because all of this stuff that we tell ourselves, you know, we're not worthy of of different things we're not worthy of losing that weight we're not worthy of feeling good we're not worthy of that job promotion we're not worthy of doing well in school it's all bullshit you know you are worthy of anything that you put your mind to and you're worthy of the success and you just have to learn to rewire your brain to break those bad habits and to make yourself realize that you are able to be close to your values and you're able to live out your values You're able to live at your highest self. Yes, self-sabotage is a potential, but you're stronger than that that natural instinct almost. You're so much stronger than that. Prove that natural instinct wrong. Prove that it's saying that it's a threat. Prove it wrong. Like You show that natural instinct who's boss. You're the boss of your own mind. You're in control of your own mind. You're in control of how you respond to feelings and emotions. If you just did things in life because of your feelings and emotions, you're not going to get anywhere. Like, honestly, if you know, you're not, if you're like, I don't feel like doing this today, so I'm not going to do that. Do you know your feelings and emotions honestly mean nothing if you want to put in hard work and get to success? Obviously, emotions and feelings have a place and whether that's in a, a, a relationship or something like that. But if you want to be dedicated and kick self-sabotage to the curb you have to learn to change the way you react to your emotions and your feelings um and that also comes down to you know stopping yourself when you are feeling those feelings because very often those feelings lead to the self-sabotaging behaviors you know feelings of stress lead to emotional eating or feelings of sadness lead to you wanting to take drugs or drink alcohol or whatever it may be for you, but you acknowledge the feelings that you have, go to your method of fixing that feeling, that individualized method. So, you know, if you're feeling unloved or you're feeling that you need affection, but but the easiest thing to do is reach for, I know I keep going back to binge eating or food because that's particular for me, like, if there's other things that you guys would love me to talk about, 
send me a message because I'd love to do more research about it. But, you know, if you're lacking, if you're feeling that you need affection, but, you know, the easiest thing for you to do to feel good is to eat that chocolate. No, stop yourself in that feeling. Go and get that affection, whether that's affection from yourself or cuddling your dog or being intimate with your partner or whatever it may be, you know, show that you can fulfill your feelings. But also if your feelings are invalid, you're able to push them aside. You're stronger than them. You're stronger than your emotions. You choose the way that you respond to it. So I have honestly had a lot of fun filming, uh, filming, (laughs) I'm not filming, (laughs) recording this. I've learned so much in the realm of things and, and there's so much more that I'd love to like put in, but then I think we'd be here for hours. Um, but I just hope that it's been informative for you and that you can take away some inspira- inspiration to help yourself. And I would love it if you could share this or just tell people about it um you know at the end of the day I am really passionate about it so I'll keep doing it no matter what but I would love for you to share it because I would love to help as many people as I can and I just want you to know that I'm I'm here for you and if there's anything that you would like me to do a podcast on like message me about it on Instagram Francie underscore J, (laughs) plug that in, (laughs) but um, yeah, and I will definitely consider whatever you say, and also if you have any feedback for me, obviously, like, I'm so new to this, Um, there's so much that I have to learn, and I'm just excited for the journey, but yeah, let me know, and I just, I just hope that you all realize that you're so, you're so worth it, even if you don't feel like you are, you're worth more than you're currently treating yourself. And I strongly believe that you can change the way that you are treating yourself and that you can live a life that's closer to to your authentic self. And I believe in you and I love you and I hope to speak to you soon. Well, I know that I'll speak to you soon. You have no choice. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But I will speak to you soon. Lots of love and light. See you later. I know I just ended the podcast, but... um, I just want (laughs) to put in a little bit of like more personality and like a plug after this. (laughs) I re-listened to it and I said so, so many times. I said so a lot. (laughs) So I guess that's one thing that I need to work on is not say so, so much because I'm like so stuck. Oh my God, I just keep on saying it. I'm just going to leave you. Bye.